Do you ever find yourself questioning if you're drinking too much? Do you find yourself scouring the internet for ideas on how to cut back? Do you fear that the fun will be over if you quit drinking? Decidedly Dry will teach you that you actually don't need alcohol to lessen your anxiety and stress. You absolutely don't need it to survive motherhood. And friend, you are absolutely not alone in this. This isn't just a podcast. It's a sober, curious movement. If you're ready to see how good life is beyond the wine bottle, you are in the right place. Hey, I'm Jess, a coffee slurping, messy bun wearing boy mom who strives to keep it real and bring a smile to your face. For years, I felt like I was living two different lives. By day, I was the fitness enthusiast, protein drinking mom who managed to get all the things done. But once the clock hit five o'clock, the cork was popped, the glass was full, and mom was checking out. This constant back and forth between fit mom and wine mom became utterly exhausting. I finally realized that in order to be the healthy, creative, joyful mom that I knew I could be, I needed to break up with booze. I created a plan that fit me, one that reinvented self-care, focused on the good, and gave me a life that I did not want to check out from. Now I am on a mission to help you create a life that you absolutely love. It's time to turn down the drinks and turn up the joy, babe. Grab yourself a cup of coffee and let's do this. What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to the show. Oh, I'm so glad you pushed play today. All right, so for today's episode, I have a guest coming onto our show. I'm going to share our interview in a minute here. My guest is Juliana Page, who is a best-selling author, a master certified life coach, and minister of God's vibes. Juliana has researched and immersed herself in the professional life coaching, ministry, leadership, success conditioning, and personal development fields. From her obsession to determine what makes the difference in people's quality of life, She helps people understand their model of the world, how to change their story, to change their lives. She is, oh, I don't even think I have the right words. She is just one of those people, when you talk to them, you instantly feel happy. You know, you just, you can talk to her about anything. The conversation is so deep and meaningful and I had the opportunity to spend two days with her because we recorded this interview and then I actually am a guest on her show. So we did another interview the next day. So I just felt like I was on cloud nine being able to spend that much time with someone who is so like-minded. Um... So you guys are just going to really enjoy it. Now, before I head over to our interview and push play on that portion, push play, you know what I'm saying. Before I get to that, (laughs) I did want to let you guys know that just as a reminder, we do have the Decidedly Dry Facebook community now, okay? It is totally private. It is just where I spend my quote unquote extra time. I don't know what that means, but... (laughs) That is where I have been doing my best to stay in contact with my listeners and and my friends while I am not actively on social media. So you can find me here on the podcast or you can interact with me and other sober-minded women 
over in our Facebook group. So I will have that linked in the show notes. We would love to have you. We keep it pretty pretty positive, pretty joyful. We share recipes, you know, podcasts, books, and, and just try to make it a safe and welcoming place for people that are deciding to live alcohol-free. So I hope you'll join us. All right. With that being said, here is Juliana. Welcome back to the show, everybody. This is Jess at Decidedly Dry. And today I have a wonderful guest and I'm so excited. This is Juliana. Hi, Juliana. Hello. What up? What's going on, girl? (laughs) Did I say it right? You did. Oh, good. I just like have this fear of saying people's names wrong, probably because I'm my last name is Steitzer. And so, you know, I li- I work in an elementary school, so I get Sneetzer, Steetzer, Steiser, Library Lady. Who are you? <laughs> so, I'll just call you Steitz. <laughs> work. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to be here. I'm so thank excited to chat. I'm like super pumped. This is gonna be good. It's gonna, gonna be, be really good. Gotta listen to all the way through kind of vibes. <laughs> I am totally agreeing with this because I feel yeah. like there is so much good stuff that we have already talked about before we hit record that we were like, oh. We just got to hit record because this yeah. is going to be good. <laughs> so this is going to be a special one. And I do think that people might even want to have a piece of paper and a pen. You might want to jot some things down or just listen to it all, soak it up and revisit it because I think we're going to hit on some really, really helpful stuff. So I would love for you, my friend, just to start by introducing yourself. So tell people who you are, what you do, where you live all that good stuff. What up? Yeah, sure. So thank you again for having me. It's such an honor to be here. I love what you're doing. And I just think this work is so absolutely necessary. So thank you for creating this space and having me sit with you for a minute. Yeah. Let's see. What's up with me? I, my name is Juliana Page. I am living in Austin, Texas. I'm not originally from here, but they say after you've been here for a certain period of time, you're a Texan. <laughs> I don't know. Like, don't have the boots yet. Won't get the hats. Not happening, right? <laughs> um, but I reside in Austin, Texas. I have been coaching, professional life coaching since 2009. So that is definitely what I'm on the planet to do. That was a scary move back then. I was getting a grad degree at the time and found oh. my first coach and it just totally changed my life. So that is something that I love to do. I'm super passionate about doing. I also teach in the prophetic space. And if you've never heard that word, I never did either. I had to Google it years ago, but that's all about being able to hear and be led by God, which everyone can do. We're just not always trained to do. So just like you have spiritual, I'm sorry, physical senses, you have spiritual senses and we're just not trained to use them. So I train people to use them. Oh, cool. So they can hear it be led by God. And then what else do I do? I run a mastermind. It's called the God's Vibes Mastermind. And it's really helping people align and track with God literally in every area of their life. And I've published five books. And that's really what I'm teaching in the mastermind is making that practical because I found in the process, I'm like, people aren't reading anymore. Like, oh, don't like, get me no, started. Like, Yes, I, that's what I mean. I'm like, I'm like the highlighter, the take notes, the dog ear page chick, but I'm like, but people aren't doing that anymore. So like no. they need a guide to be walking out this material. So I turn that into a mastermind and I'm walking people through and it's just amazing the mm. level of breakthrough and transformation happening in there. So I am obsessed, but really my heart is to help people live free 
-hmm. and live their most courageous and impactful story. And I have a crazy one, hence like all the expression, but yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it so much. I was just nodding my head. I'm like, like, I mean so much. Yes. And such good things. And I feel like rewarding and I mean, just you can see how much joy it brings to your life too. I mean, Uh, just to have that spill over and, oh, I'm just so excited to dive in. So you're doing a few things, just a few. few. Just dabbling. No No boots yet though. No boots. (laughs) No boots. No cowboy boots. (laughs) Oh, well, okay. I don't even know where to start because there's so much good stuff I want to touch on. Um, This is an alcohol-free, you know, inspirational podcast. I know you know that. Yeah. So I would love maybe to kind of start talking about, you know, when we start to become sober curious, when we start to remove alcohol, it's kind of like you're getting to know yourself again. And I would love to kind of hear what you would recommend or whatever you want to talk on in regards to people that are, are kind of starting to discover joy again, or are kind of curious about how to make joy a priority now that they have kind of this numbing substance, you know, back up on the shelf. Did that make sense? That was really long. It did. Like my brain is like, yeah. So there's two different angles that I want to take this and I'm going to share one of them so you can bring me back to it. But one of the things that's really being highlighted to me right now is that joy comes from Mm self-discovery. That's not what we're taught. So I'm going to get to that. But I am actually, I'm adopted, but I was raised by an alcoholic adoptive mom. Now she wasn't always this way, right? But it got really bad after her father passed away. Something about an unhealed dynamic there and it just shot Mm. her over the edge and she became an alcoholic. That almost was her identity. Like she was not awake majority of the time. She was napping. The things that she was doing when she was awake but not sober were crazy, Mm. right? You never knew as a young person, I was about 10 at the time, what you were going to get when you got home from school, right? Just crazy, crazy things. I was 10. And there was wild things happening. I can share like some examples, ran off her balcony, hmm. drank antifreeze, would just be laying across the floor when you get home from school, just crazy, crazy things. And I was in the middle at the time. I had an older sister and a younger sister. Mm-hmm. So the older was like two and a half years older, kind of going like rebellious route. And then the younger was an infant. So I'm 10 trying to take care of a younger sister. That's a baby. The older oh. one who knows what she's doing. And then my adoptive father was a workaholic. I joke that we have all the isms, all the isms and the, you know, icks. Yeah. <laughs> workaholic, right? Like we had all that going on. And then you just go to school like it's normal. So for me, something that was really imprinted on my soul very early was life is too hard to face and to deal with. We have to run from it. Right. Right. We either have to like work and stay really busy or we have to run from it. But mm-hmm. I'm like, but like, is that true? Like, that's what I'm seeing, but is it true? So at a very young age, I started asking, who am I? Hmm. Why am I here? And how can I make a difference? Because there is got like, I'm convinced, I don't know what it is, but like, I'm convinced there's got to be like a better way. So all that to say, I think seeing that at a young age, I didn't want to end up there. But I also knew I didn't have the tools to not end up there. Sure. So it's almost like I'm starting at a deficit and I'm like, I'm 10, right? So like, <laughs> and those are big say. questions. I mean, those are questions that we adults are asking ourselves and you're 10 at the time. 
100%. And going to school and like going to recess, you're not talking about like, oh, my mom, you know what I mean? Like you don't even like no. scratch that. You just learn to like shove it down. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't, I didn't have a grid for what I was experiencing. There was no language for this. I wasn't fully understanding. I just knew that it wasn't right. And that I didn't know what to do about it. Mm-hmm. Right. So to me, this evolution started happening in college where I started really understanding that athletics weren't going to be my outlet anymore. Like I'm not going to be an Olympian or something, right? Like, (laughs) (laughs) right. Like the the childhood dreams are not happening. So I had to really figure out answers to those things that I could have not. I had almost like a luxury of not answering those for a while, but now in college, I was like, what? So finding it to me and why I'm tying it back to self-discovery was that seems like the scariest thing. If life is scary, if it's not safe, if you have to run from it, then what does that mean when you start facing it? Mm -hmm. And I didn't have the answer to that. So all I am saying is turning self-discovery into this brilliant adventure needs to be the objective, Mm -hmm. right? I didn't have full permission to do that at the beginning, but that's what I found long-term. Like joy is something that's actually an innate quality. It's a gift from God. Okay. So this is not something that you even manufacture. It's something in you. You just don't always activate it. I love and what that. I found out later is Juliana actually means joy. Oh, is that right? <laughs> it does. It means youthful or joy and page means servant or messenger. So I'm like, talk about like your identity, right? Like circle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But when it comes to self-discovery, I'm like, okay, even take when I moved to Austin, I was like, I'm going to just create a list of all of the craziest things that I can come up with. That would be silly to throw myself into and see what would happen. Sure. So some of the things I learned how to DJ. Oh, wow. So crazy. I was like, there's a DJ school. Of course that makes the list check. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) and I was like, oh, like you can go, there was something there where you could clean a yoga studio and get free yoga. And I was like, done. I'm going to go do that. And then I ended up getting yoga teacher certified. It was like the most hilarious thing, but I just kept doing that. And I was just sitting out to be like, okay, if I don't have the answers, how am I going to find them? Right. I might as well start exploring, but do it in a way that's going to be like silly and fun for me. And who knows what I'm going to meet or encounter in the process. So even now, like I still sort of do that, like whether that's investing in a new program and getting a new skill set, I'm just determined to attach fun to it. Yeah. Right. Oh, or I love that. Traveling, like creating a, the most random list. Like I want to travel by myself. So I do something, some folks might appreciate this. I call them ministrycations. But all this is, is I want to go to usually a tropical place and learn something cool for my birthday every year. <laughs> This is brilliant. Like, I, th- I hope that everyone thing. is writing these down. Like, okay, no. so in my sober toolbox, <laughs> I need Honestly. to make sure that my passport is uh, up to date. You do. <laughs> you need a passport for sure. <laughs> but honestly, I'm like, okay, where, like, what is something that I want to learn? So I'm going to like look and see who's hosting conferences. And usually people are doing this year round. So it's like, yeah. find a cool place you want to go and look for conferences. And you're like, done. You just book it and you go. Right. And then you like right. meet cool humans. You like attach some fun things that you want to do to it. And then voila. Right. And you just feel so like refreshed and happy. And you have like a new beginning every year. Like my new year is my birthday, usually every single year. So things like that. But I think to me, what looked at first, like personality assessments and like digging and finding answers, like all that, which is almost like a anxious tendency still. It's like, whatever you were doing with alcohol, you can kind of turn that into like another really bad, weird habit that's out of control. Yes. I recommend letting it be fun, letting it be inspiring and letting it like draw you to it. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to meet the coolest humans when you do that too. So you'll like build community through that also. So don't force it. Just be kind of open to it. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, like what can I discover? Like I would embrace curiosity as the mission. Like, yeah. what can I discover about myself today? Like what part am I going to tap into that? I don't even know is in there. Right. You know what I mean? Who am I going to encounter? Like it keeps it almost like a treasure hunt Yep. versus yep. something that's scary. Like who said that it has to be so heavy, dark and scary all the time? Like who said that? Right. Like, and I hear so many people talk about, there's a saying that's out there called the dark night of the soul. Mm-hmm. And sure. Like that could be a reality, but it doesn't have to be your reality. Right. It's not right. that everybody has to go through a dark night of the soul. Like maybe no. like waking up doesn't have to be so scary. Right. Well, and that's what we say. I mean, we speaking for all my sober friends out there, um, <laughs> but I mean that there doesn't have to be a rock bottom. Like no. you don't have to get a DUI. You don't have to have something bad really happen to you for you to just wake up one day and say, this isn't working. Like, oh. I know I can be better. I know I can do better. Like, why not just explore not drinking for a while? 100%. I don't I don't have to do this. And I love how you said, you know, just kind of exploring and being open to what you're going to figure out and who you're going to meet and what you're going to learn. Because, I mean, before I removed alcohol, I very much was in the mindset of, well, all moms drink. <laughs> like, everybody drinks. Like, if you don't drink that's kind of weird. Like what, what do you do? You know? And I think it's because you have those blinders on and you're so, I don't want to say close-minded, but you just aren't open to the possibility that no, there, there's actually yeah. a lot of people that, that don't drink and it's totally. pretty beautiful. So, Fun. Oh, Fun. I love that. How, you know, you just got to be open to it. Think oh. of what you could accomplish. Think of who you could meet. If there's you were two open thoughts to it. that I'm getting like one, People change for two reasons. They change because the pain has become unbearable mm-hmm. or because they're inspired. Mm-hmm. Like they're in, they're exposed to something that inspires them. So for me, I learned a lot in my journey about like pain is why you change. Sure. <laughs> you know I mean? Like it's just pain, 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 series of pain. But I'm like, when it comes to legacy, I don't want to pass down pain. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pass down fear. I don't want to pass down like all of my unhealthy patterns and be like, it's just life figure. You know what I mean? Like that's Good not- luck. <laughs> Right. So then the other thing that I'm thinking about, it's just like really interesting when you think about what is possible for you when you're just present. Mm-hmm. I've, when I've worked with people, a lot of times they they'll say things like they don't remember years of their life, but here's sure. why those moments weren't memorable. Cause you were super busy. You were multitasking. You weren't even present. You were numb. So what is there to remember? Like for mm-hmm. an example, I could say, where were you on nine 11? Most people could say like where they were, what they were doing. Like that moment is like imprinted on them. But we don't really live moments like that because we're not fully present. Mm -hmm. So I think another practice would just be practice being fully engaged and present with whoever you are with, whatever you are doing. You could be doing the laundry, but be like all up in doing that laundry. Like notice what it feels like when you're doing the laundry, when you're folding it, like maybe get some music on. Do you know what I mean? Like there's so so many things that you can do to make moments magical to really ensure that you're engaged in them. Drive in the car without any music on. Mm-hmm. Right. And just like, think about what you're thinking about. That's a radical yeah. concept, but like, think yeah. about like what is actually going through your brain for a hot minute. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. Give yourself five minutes of stillness a day, just be present. And then you start what you practice, you start carrying with you everywhere. So those mm-hmm. moments of stillness, you can be still when somebody else is frantic and yeah. that's a gift to like, give them your peace that you cultivated. Right. So it's totally. really, really powerful, but that stuff starts happening when you're willing to be in the moment fully. Mm-hmm. 
But that's oh, not 100%. what we're doing when we're numbing out. We're like running. We're like escape artists. You know what I mean? We're like totally. professional escape artists. So I'm like, okay, what if I was like a professional present artist instead? Right? Like, what would I do? Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. But I mean, right. and that's one of the biggest benefits I hear women and I experience myself when you get sober. That yeah. is one of the first things they always mention is like, wow, I'm like really present. Yeah. Like I'm really clear minded. Like yeah. I'm not missing a thing. And don't get okay. me wrong. That means you're not you're not missing the hard times either, but you're yes. in it and you yes. get stronger and you get to experience it and work through it without just hitting that escape button. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I love it. I'm looking at my list. All all the sounds are coming out. Um, (laughs) So I, before we hit record, you mentioned, I would love for you to talk about Celebrate Recovery. I think my listeners will love to hear about your experience there. Oh my goodness. So this is wild. I was really, I had been in a relationship. I didn't know anything about narcissistic personality disorder. And I had a straight up run in recount encounter with a a man that was definitely a narcissist dealing with that. And it terrified me, Hmm. terrified me. Like I never could even like imagine like the level of like darkness and cold that feels like when you look into somebody's soul and you don't see anything, it's just like black. And then in like the next minute, it's like, as if that didn't even happen, it was like polarizing. It was just like the weirdest thing, but that relationship in general, I had nothing to compare it to. And I was like, man, like if the enemy were going to send something into my life to destroy me. This would be the package. Like this is, <laughs> this is it. Right? This is it. And I was like, okay. is that that dark night you were talking about? No, no. <laughs> <Is that> no. The... <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. I like manifested in human form now. This is getting weird. Yeah. I don't know, but it was, I had nothing to compare it to and never heard of that term in my life. Now it's something that's a little more common. In fact, it's kind of dangerous because people just throw it around. Sure. Um, but I was like, okay, I want discernment. Like I really, like I was raised Catholic, so I didn't even know you could have a relationship with God, but I'm like, homegirl needs discernment. Like I need to know, like straight up before I encounter something, like what spirit I'm dealing with, like sure. what is operating behind this human so that I don't have to like go down a path and get blindsided or whatever. I'm like, I want discernment. Then I was also thinking, I'm like, okay, well, I want to make sure that I can create and have in my life, the loving relationship that I desire. And I can't Mm. keep encountering these things, right? Like, it's just not fair, but what is it about me that made me a magnet for that? Sure. So I was like, I need to know the author of love so that I can love myself well. And then also be able to identify what healthy love looks like, not Mm. conditional love or not like whatever fake love that we want to call it, whatever we've groomed to believe love is like the real deal. And I'm like, this is going to be crazy. So I started a a relationship with God at this point. And one of the first things that he led me to do was I joke that he tricked me into serving (laughs) in a ministry, right? Because like the way I was set up, it was like, okay, I will show up and serve other people. But when it comes to showing up with myself was more like, I'll sabotage, I'll like abandon myself, right? Like you just won't even like deal with self. We'll just be busy. Right. This sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So he gave me something to be busy with. And I was like, is this a joke? But I went and I interviewed with the like women's pastor thinking like, she's just going to let me like volunteer. It'll be cute. Right. Mm -hmm. She makes me lead a Celebrate Recovery group. Okay. And so Celebrate Recovery is a ministry. It's beautiful. You can find it celebraterecovery.com or org, one of those, but Celebrate Recovery, you'll find it if you Google it. 
And essentially what it is, it's a Christ-centered recovery program. So you're basically going through 12 steps, but 12 of them that involve God. Like the first Mm -hmm. one is like, realize that I'm not God and my life has become unmanageable. And I'm like, what the, like we could spend the whole year on this one. I'm not God. My life is out of control. Hell, right? Like literally. So it's designed to help people overcome any sort of hurt that they have, any sort of hang up that they have. Um, hurt habit or hang up, right? So I am in there and I'm in there for heartbreak. People are in there for alcohol. They're in there for grief, for loss. They're in there for anger. They're in there for so many things, just Mm -hmm. life, right? So we're meeting every week and going through this group and it is blowing my mind because I'm learning how to have a relationship with God with this point. I'm learning how to heal with him. I'm learning how to deal with my soul, like everything that's happening on the inside of you that nobody ever talks about. So I'm like Mm -hmm. learning how to truly heal my heart right? It's almost like God was doing a heart transplant. It's the best way I can describe what's happening in there. And then it's like, when you get a new heart, you get a whole new operating system. So you're obviously going to start thinking differently, feeling differently, showing up differently. Like it was like, what is going on? And we're just like meeting every week. I'm learning how to pray like a prayer warrior. I didn't even know at one point, like how to, I'm like, do you say it out loud? Do you write it down in a notebook? Like, what are we doing? Right. Literally had no idea. Now my hands have to be together. Am I kneeling? Am I part of bed every time? No. (laughs) Yeah. I had zero clue. And now I'm like praying like crazy. Right. And seeing breakthrough happen in in people's lives. And I'm like, this is insane. And I'm also seeing him work in this relationship and remove this unhealthy dynamic from my life. Like literally overnight, I'm seeing like prayers answered and I'm seeing him strengthen me. It is wild what is happening. And it's like, you can't unexperience that. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. And then there's something else too. It's like when you meet your own brokenness, and you start experiencing and stepping into freedom more and more every day, you can't not give that to other people. Like you're so wired to want to offer that to other people. So it was wild. I ended up becoming like a trainer in this ministry and so many other things. It just like blew up, but it was insane how that happened. That is so amazing. And I mean, I think my biggest takeaway towards the end when you said that was, I mean, when you feel good, you want others to feel good. That's it. And you want to share that, you know, and I love the community piece, how you got to just meet with these people weekly and see these breakthroughs, no matter what it was that they were dealing with. And I think that's such a good point is because especially in, you know, people's sober journeys, it's all different. I mean, all of us are walking different walks and we have different baggage and different things we're, we're fighting or celebrating or, you know, all the things. Um, but when you're together and you can talk about the hard things for sure, like that is, I just, I don't even have words for it. Like that experiencing that with another person is just life-changing. It is. It's, and it, to me, it's where some of my closest friends that you can like do, like there's people that come into your life, like reason, season, or Mm -hmm. a lifetime. Like this is where you meet truly some of your lifetime people. Right. And so it's, Mm -hmm wild because when you go into the depths with somebody and you're there at their lowest point but then you like rise together oh you you like tap into like a whole level of freed up energy and capacity that you didn't know you had and like that's when it becomes really exciting because you're like yo like what we gonna go do now right like (laughs) what's next (laughs) literally like this is when I started like writing all the books and like my career Riley started taking off too because I knew exactly what I was here to do Mm -hmm. and what I was wired to do now and freed up to do yeah. Like game on, like you tried to take a sister out, but now we're going to do some things, right? Like yep. 
skip yeah, it. Like that also <laughs> like could be an area that you're vulnerable in when you think about when you finally do want to change your life in a radical way and radical just could be stop drinking alcohol. Like that's sure. pretty radical when you've been doing that. So when you decide to do that, it's like the fears come in. Like, am I going to have community? Is this going to be really boring? Like, am I going to just be like, you know what yes, I mean? Like, I'm yes. be like alone. Like, am I going to be like just miserable? Like, is there anything that I get to do? That's going to be fun. Like you kind of get into this way, yeah. like your brain will think up the worst stuff. Like it really will. Yeah. Right. But this situation was wild because it sort of delivered everything you didn't know how to ask for. You had mm-hmm. like structure that you could keep showing up. You had material to be focusing on. You had community built in around that. So it was designed to work if you just worked it. Yeah. The, the only thing was just keep showing up. That's the whole motto in this program. Yes. Like, it could be different every time, but just keep showing up. Yep. And I mean, again, I think I'm taking everything you're saying and just kind of applying it to to my alcohol-free people out there. But I mean, that's it right there. I mean, yeah. it will work. It will work. It will work. You just have to say, I'm not drinking today and just keep doing the work. That's it. And I know that line, it's so cliche, you know, one day at a time, but there's a lot of truth to it. I mean, (laughs) one day at a time. I mean, if you just keep doing it, like amazing things will happen. Amazing things will work. So we'll think about it like this way. Like I made, I was in a habit or a series of making decisions that didn't support me. And now I'm just choosing to do things that give me life. Right. So it's like, mm-hmm. but the journey always, no matter what you're choosing is one day at a time, one step at a time, one moment. Totally. At a time. That's totally. always the journey. It's just, okay, what do I want to choose one day at a time, one step at a time, one moment at a time. And then you start realizing you're a really powerful person. If yeah. you have choice, you're a powerful person and you can exactly. just make choices that serve you. Right. Versus that hurt you or your family or whatever. So true. And I mean, easier said than done in the beginning, let's totally. be honest, but totally totally doable and you get stronger every time so mm-hmm. just choose which heart you want right that's it choose your heart <laughs> choose your heart babe um your heart. okay i could talk to you for four more hours probably <laughs> um okay. i'm looking at my notes to make sure there wasn't something uh that i'm looking over oh i wanted to ask you so in the beginning i loved your line of what did you say joy is not manufactured yeah. Like you can't buy it. You can't just go and decide, you know, I'd like yeah. to order that, add to cart. Um, me that. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, let's get real. So let's say, you know, my friend has just removed alcohol and they're struggling, man. Like it is, mm-hmm. it is a hard first week. They have, yeah. you know, totally just flipped their world upside down because their coping mechanism, their thing they went to, you know, to just kind of say, I did it. Like I made it another day. I'm tired. Pouring my glass of wine. Does this sound relatable? I think all my listeners are like, oh, yep. <laughs> but like, um reading my mail. <laughs> yes. Um, but I mean, let's say they are getting into their mindset of I'm doing this. Like this is the right choice. Yeah. This is what I need to be doing. It's hard, but how do I find joy in this? Like, yeah. what would you tell someone? Like, what would be that first step? Yeah. So something that is coming to me, like this is sort of wild in my life. Like, you know, when you go through a hard season, you think you're done with hard seasons and it's like, no, the next one's even harder. And you're like, what? Like, Like, I didn't know that when you graduate, you just graduate to harder stuff, but okay. So I was in this moment and I really just received this download, this revelation that I was about to step into a season that I wasn't fit for. And I was Mm -hmm. like, 
oh no. Cause like old me would have had some like habits that didn't serve me. Sure. Right. So this could be like eating habits. This could be like ways of thinking that don't serve you, whatever. There was just like, however I was wired before was not going to be what gave me victory and what I was about to step into. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, like loud and clear, heard that hit the spirit. Like now what are we <laughs> going to do? Right. And so I got this download that's super helpful and I call it the daily five. Okay. So essentially it was like, okay, I need you. This is like a download and direction that I'm getting that I need you to write down five things that if you work these every day, it would radically change your life. And you would be Mm -hmm. one of the most powerful humans ever. I'm like, okay, like game on, like I can do that. Cool. And I'm like, what's number one, right? Like, (laughs) sure. Yeah. Right. But I came up with a list of five things. I'll share what mine are. And I still practice these to this day. I think this is like, I don't know, seven, eight years strong now at this point, but like, this is something I still do to this day. And there's flex with it in terms of like, maybe it's not the same time every day, but like, I still get these things in every day. So one of them had to be like quiet time, prayer, connecting with God. Cause I I really think like, if I'm not directing my life, something is Mm -hmm. right. Like you're a slave to something. And so to me, it's like, I really want to make sure that I'm telling my mind what to think or that I'm like preparing myself or whatever I'm going to face that day. So to me, that's really important because an idle mind is the devil's playground. So if I'm not Mm -hmm. priming my mind or telling my mind what to think, all the weeds are going to come up, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's just going to happen. They just grow automatically, right? So I've got to have quiet time. I got a journal. It's almost like taking a snapshot, kind of like the visual for this is when you go to the airport and you go through like the little like scanner thing. I'm kind of like doing that to my soul every morning. I'm like, what's, what's going on here, girlfriend? (laughs) Like, what are we thinking about? Like, where are we emotionally? What's happening in your heart? Like I'm literally looking at my school, my soul doing like a soul scan every day. Then I'm making sure that I'm moving my body in some way every day. Like movement is so like, I am in my head a lot in the Mm -hmm. nature of like the strategy that I do and creativity, all that it's like in your brain. Right. So a great thing to get out of my head is just move your body. Mm -hmm. So whatever that is, it can just be 20 minutes, but 20 minutes is like the bare minimum of movement every single day. And this is the cool thing. Like I started doing home workouts and so I'll usually have like a podcast on yeah. and like I'm watching the, the workout on silent. So I'm like, Ooh, I like it. Brain and I'm working out at the same time. Like it's great. I love right? it. Yeah. Then <laughs> there is some way I'm going to serve, right? I'm going to make sure that I'm getting out of my way and contributing because you just can't think about yourself and contribute really at the same time. Mm-hmm. So if I have this like heart to serve and this intention to serve and get out of my way, this could be like sending a prayer to somebody, sending a word of encouragement to somebody, offering to help like something, right? Where I'm getting out of my way and serving somebody else. I do that actively every day. I focus on appreciation. I know that people talk about gratitude, but I'm like, nah, it's gotta be deeper than that. Cause I'm like, gratitude doesn't like hit it for me. So appreciating the interesting thing about that is whatever you appreciate, but basically focus on appreciates, it gets bigger. Mm. So I'm like, okay, I used to stink at this, right? Like I would focus on everything that's not working or falling apart, right? Or how far you have to go. So I'm like, what can I appreciate though? So I would just start making a list of all the things that I can appreciate. Even if that's like showing up, like start small, but like, even like you didn't drink today, didn't even have that craving today. What do you know what I mean? Like you were more present with your kid today, whatever it is, right? But make a list of what you appreciate. And then the other thing is personal development. I'm going to invest in myself in some way every single day. Like I'm going to build up a skill. I'm going to step out and do something that's like scary or uncomfortable, but I'm going to like work my courage muscle in some way every day because I want to actively be growing. Yeah. Right. So I did, I was like, okay, I'm going to work on doing these five things every day. And literally 
this gives you to me, this gives me a foundation for decision-making. I can let my yes be yes and my no be no. Cause if I'm yeah. like slacking somewhere, if I can't even show up for me, then how could I say yes to you? Yeah. See what I'm saying? It's almost like when I see this list and I'm like, oh, I'm like really foggy minded. Clearly you didn't work out yet today or you haven't drank enough water. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like it's giving me like a template to know, like, how are you doing? In another I- way, like you wouldn't track that normally. Well, and I think it's practical. Like it's not, I I think there's so much flexibility with those that like you can customize it to you, you know, whatever you want to do, like whatever your five are. Exactly. You know, and even if you were to use those, say we have listeners out there like, I just want to do what she says. (laughs) You know, I mean, (laughs) you could really though, like you could make those your own, you know, like your movement could be just walking the dog. It could yeah. be, you know, flopping out of bed and just doing some yoga poses or just something to get you moving. It doesn't have to be, I'm training for my marathon. I am drinking a gallon of water every day. Like yes. I am doing, you know, like yes. it doesn't have to be scary. They could just At be all. things that make you feel good. And you know, you're a better you when you do them. And the ripple of it effect of that is insane. Right. And I found that what makes it so much more like fruitful in time is inviting people into it. Mm. So if you're like going to go for a walk around a lake, be like, what up girl, you want to join me? I'm going to go for a walk on the lake. She's like, Oh my God, that's a great idea. You know what I mean? Like you can just start inviting people into like what you've mastered mm-hmm. and it's such a beautiful thing. And then you help bring life to them yep. also. So it's like, whatever you cultivate, like you also give that as a gift to other people too. So that think about that as well. Like this level of peace, the ironic thing, when I mentioned that I became a yoga teacher instructor. So I did this program because I thought I needed to like slow down and be skilled. Like that was just something that was impossible, right? For like a doer, high achiever in the world. I'm like, you want me to be still and sit for hours? Like this sounds, what? (laughs) Am I in timeout? Right. (laughs) But it was hysterical because it sort of like primed me for a relationship with God, which I didn't see coming. But I'm like, God can meet you wherever you are, which is the awesome part. But that's what I learned. It's like, you can't sit in that yoga studio and manufacture peace. Like you might start to understand what it feels like. But then what I found in relationship with God, he gives you the supernatural peace that surpasses all understanding. So I'm in here before meeting God, trying to like make peace happen, right? Like I'm like, mm-hmm. you breathe, you sit, you met, right? And he's like, no, no, no. Like you just, just forcing it. Happens. Right. But it was just so funny. He's like, now that you practice for like a whole year and a half, however long that was, you're ready to like read my word and connect with me and like experience my peace. And I'm like, that felt like a setup. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks a lot, buddy. No, (laughs) totally. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And, and you know what else? One last thing is I love how all of those, your five that you listed. Yeah. I mean, they all kind of, I mean, I'm not trying to, how am I going to put this? I don't want to mess my words up. It's not like you're trying to check the boxes all at the same time, but sometimes they go together, you know, and you think about it, like you're doing your movement with a friend and you're having a conversation about something you learned and this interesting thing and you're inspiring them. And then you have just created this beautiful life that doesn't need numbing out. You know what I mean? Like you have really defined your values. You do define your values, right? So like one of them too is eating clean or eating close to the source. So like drinking a ton of water, because this is usually where like headaches and fogginess and all that comes from, you're dehydrated. Mm -hmm. And then eating close to the source, meaning like stay on the perimeter of the grocery store, right? And like eat smaller portions because you need less food than you think you do. And then start paying attention. Is it giving you energy? Is it giving you, because if it's going to make you want to go take a nap, it's probably not serving you, right? (laughs) 
No, if it hits your stomach and you need to like pass out, it's probably (laughs) not like I eat for fuel. That's how I think about it. Yeah. But the point with the daily five is that it was serving me in a season to become fit for the season that I was about to step into, which serves me Mm -hmm. in every season now. But like the motive behind it, which is deeper in hindsight, was that I wanted to be a safe place to be. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I wanted to have a home base in myself. Like I wanted to be a stable, safe person. Like Mm -hmm. I wanted to be at peace with me. And how can I do that if I'm constantly running from me and I can't be with me? Right. Right. Then, then there no place is a safe place to be if that's the case. So Mm -hmm. I want to be able to understand and recognize what peace is and stay in that as long as possible, because then I take that with me everywhere I go. Totally. And I know how to come back to it. But it's only because whatever you practice is mm-hmm. what your experience is going to be, yeah. right? So to me, I'm like, I want to practice whatever folks listening are, practice your favorite things or what you want to access. Mm-hmm. I want to be peaceful. I want to be joyful. I want to be centered. I want to be confident. How do I program that and get really good at it, mm-hmm. right? So for me, my biggest hurdle was that stillness. So that's why I had to like check into peace, Right. Because yeah. I only knew chaotic people, but I'm like, yo, I don't want to be like a chaos coordinator. That's not the job I want to sign no. up for. I don't want to attract more chaos into my life, right? Like, no. And I think that's oh. such a good lesson because, you it know, is. we sit there and we look at our past and maybe people are hung up on, oh, well, look at this happened, this happened, this yes. happened. Or, I mean, just flip the way that you say that, you know, well, this happened, but this is what I learned. Or this is what happened to me, but... I knew I now know how to deal with this or I know what I don't want to be and I know how I want to show up because that happened, you know? So I think there's so much room for these lessons if we're aware, you know, and really get to transform how we show up and who we want to be. And oh my gosh, what a great segue. I didn't even plan this, (laughs) but in your bio, you had the most beautiful line that I wrote down because I wanted to make sure to share it. Listeners, I have my guests send over a bio just so, you know, I can use it for the show notes and everything. But I always read it in advance because if there's something amazing in there, which there usually is, I always jot it down. And you wrote how to change their story to mm-hmm. change their lives. Mm. And I think that has been really the theme of this whole conversation was just totally. you can change your story any day, any okay. day you could wake up and just say, I can do better. I deserve better. I want better. And you can do it. You can change your life just like that. Yeah. It's so true. I, Mm. the funny story connected to this. So I went to grad school for film production, but it was because of a flyer. Okay. So I received this. (laughs) I love it. This flyer said that you can change your life. And I was like, I can get down with that. A flyer. Right. So I like go to grad school for film production over a flyer, but like, literally I didn't know that this was like a tug of a call. Right. But truly, it's like I learned everything about storytelling, motivation, character development, all of that. And that's truly what is happening every day. It's like there's a saying that says that God doesn't care about your circumstances. He cares about your character. Hmm. So it's more so like he's not worried about that. Like he he already had a solution before he ever had a problem. But he's Mm -hmm. more concerned about who you're becoming and what Mm -hmm. you're accessing. Right. And it's we get to have and enjoy our lives in abundance to the full until they overflow. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that part, like, how do I do that? Because if that's available now, I'm missing it. Right. Right. Show so every now. day, it's like, I'm going to access that in a greater degree every day. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if you are ever challenged with a word for the year, it's a beautiful thing. Like, even if your word is joy, 
this is a dangerous word, I will tell you. This was a word that I got one year. And I was like, yes, it's going to be joy. And I'm so excited about it. But really, that's opportunities to choose joy when it's easy not to. So all that whole year was, was like many reasons to not be joyful, but choosing it anyway. Because, right, like the deeper meaning, the joy of the Lord is your strength, right? This Mm -hmm. joy that God gives you makes you strong in the face of really challenging situations. So I was like, yo, but if you practice that for a year, you can be joyful no matter what. People think you're crazy. Right? See? But it's all about what you program. So this year, for example, he dropped limitless into Mm. me and he said, also like faith. You said it's a by faith only journey. And I'm like, oh, no way. Like I thought we were tracking, but like, you want me to do that now? And it's like, I need you because of what you're taking people into. I need you to see without limits and to start accessing that every day. And I'm Mm. like, so it's literally me stretching into areas, any area that I have a limit currently is like, no, nope, we're going to like run at that without that limit there. Mm. I'm like, okay. Mine was right? fo- focus. Focus yes. is my word. Just yes. focus. And I think that relates so much to present too. It is. It's just stop. Like you do need your blinders on sometimes. I mean, yeah. you want to be open to everything, but okay. If I'm sitting and I'm watching a movie with my kid, focus. All in. All in. Focus. Get your phone away from you. Do not let your to-do list, you know, get into your head. Like just focus on the fact that you are present. You've got your arms around your kids. You're watching oh, some ridiculous WWE movie that has farting and boy jokes and it doesn't matter, <laughs> you know, but like you're in it and you're focused. And yeah. a lot of that is, is just because we are working every day to design that life that we love. And, and it want is to be what in. you decide every day. The cool thing too about focus is it's five. That can be your daily five. You can use it as like right. <laughs> I love this. Look at you. Oh. All <laughs> right, my girl. Presence, right? When you think yeah. about presence with your family, like these moments where you're remembering to focus are going to be moments that they remember years from now. Totally. Just by that commitment, right? Like that, that to me, when you think about like the legacy or the impact that you're making, that's mm-hmm. it right there. That's it. It's like what you're pouring into people. That's everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so true. Okay. Like I said, I could talk to you for four more hours, but we would have to push pause because I have to go get the kids in about five minutes. Totally transparent listeners. This is your girl, Jess, (laughs) 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 who is not wanting to focus on the time because I'm having so much fun. But um, I would love for you to wrap up our chat just by telling listeners how they can get in touch with you. I mean, I will have all of your your links and the amazing things that you've mentioned um, in the show notes. But if they want to find you, how do they get in touch? Yes. Love. So I'll just share like two main things. So one, I host a podcast called God's Vibes. So if you want to tune in and listen, it's a great space to really run into God's vibes and change your life in that way. Then there's also a community that I host that's full of all sorts of free things. So I do a free challenge and a free masterclass every single month. It's called Courage Co. So it's www.courageco.org. And when you get in there, you just get access to all those free things and you just get to grow and develop in some way every single month. And the heart behind that is making that kind of content accessible to people because so often it's not it's like these astronomical prices or it's just crazy and so I yeah. just do not support that so it's a space where you can really truly 
put your money where your mouth is, right? Like show up and make that commitment to yourself to live your most courageous and impactful story because that's truly what we're focusing on and it's a different topic for all of those every single mm. month. So super fun and you can meet new people in there too. So fun. And you guys have to go listen to her podcast because tomorrow I yes. have a treat of talking to you again, but we are going to record for her show. So you guys definitely need to hop over there so that you can listen to some of her goodness and, um, and hear what we're going to chat about. So it'll be so fun. So fun. All right, my friend. Well, thank you again for taking the time. I know that this episode is just going to bring Oh my gosh. I almost said joy again. Joy has been the word that just keeps popping up, but it is going to be such a gift. So, (laughs) uh, thank you so much for taking the time. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. All right, my loves, that is everything for today. I will see you again here next Thursday. And I am just so excited to not drink with you today. Have an amazing rest of your day. Can't wait to chat again.